0: I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am the there. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glass 8 Film Club podcast. Here we are once again to dive into a film, unpack it, share our thoughts and feelings and then see what you think of it as well. You know we go for all sorts of films, classic, new releases and this one is a very new release that's been out on Apple TV Plus recently but obviously that's not my job to tell you what the film is. its You might be thinking now oh, is Marcus going to be the one telling about this overview of the film? His voice? doesn't quite suit that. Of course it's not. It's Callum, as always, he's here, the film overviewer, the summiser, summary man of all things good and filmic. And he's ready, itching to give another film summary that we can then go and review. But before he does that, Callum, how are you doing? How's life?
1: Yeah, it's, it's well. I, when you said summary man, I thought, I, I thought you meant I am a ray of sunshine. <laughs> rather than, rather, man, rather yeah. than I am the person that summarizes the film that we that we then go on to summarize. Well, I um, think
0: I think both meanings are apt for you.
1: I suppose, yeah. Um, no, I'm 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 very well. Yes, I'm currently um, enjoying some time off, which is always nice.
0: Um, I hear you've been taking in other forms of visual art rather than just film recently.
1: I went to the theatre.
0: Yeah. This is this is good to drop into coach at corner. I went to the National Theatre, you know. Um
1: it was, it was it was all very theatrical. It was a really interesting play. I went to see um the the confessions I'm telling everyone that I see that I've been to the theatre.
0: Well, you've got to, if you go to the theatre you've got to make the most of the uh, the capital it gives you. That's yeah. Cultural capital. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Um well I've never been to the national theatre before and it's just quite a nice space a brutalist architecture. Um yeah, very cool. Very cool indeed. Got a lovely um coffee from there. Um but the play itself was really interesting. It was like a biopic of um this woman's life over the course of eighty years um starts with her life in Australia and then kind of moves to London and then looks at sort of her education but then sort of her direction. It's more of a reflection, I suppose, on on your past. Because like the character that plays her as in her eighties is like watching her character who's young play her life. Um, at some points, like, she comes and sits in the audience with you. Um, so it's quite a nice sort of, like, touch, nice reflection on how, on your life and on your past and then yeah. your sort of your future as well. It, bl- it blends delightful. blends time, which is always good if, you, if something can blend time.
0: Yeah, the blending of time. Very arty, oh, yeah. That's a great way of, like, describing some kind of artistic individual. Like, you'd be like, <laughs> I'm Callum <laughs> Hyde and I aim and long to be the blender of time. You know, there's something that can be used there.
1: I think if I was to say that to someone, they'd either run away or they'd, they'd just hurl a lot of expletives at me.
0: I think at the next party you're at, or some kind of social gathering, you should introduce yourself to people with that. So like, yeah, like what do you do? Well, oh, well, I, I just I, I seek and long to blend <laughs> blend time. Oh,
1: I think I think I should use that as my that that party should be my magnum opus because I won't be invited to any more parties <laughs> yeah, after that if I say maybe. that. Um, although it depends what part of London I go and do that in.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. well, if you're in the real deepest, darkest of the cultural corner, then I think you'll get welcomed in on a red carpet.
1: Well, speaking of cultural corners, we did some recording as well, didn't we? We did. Well, this um, is
0: an exciting tease. Yeah, As mentioned for quite a few months on and off on the podcast, I've been working on a little bit of a side project. Which hopefully will be coming to fruition in the next few months, but it's going to be a companion piece to the Glass A Film Club podcast, and it will involve more of our faces. But what we were doing last week was speaking into this very microphone here mm. and recording our voiceover pieces, which was quite a satisfying experience. Of. The written element, bringing it all together, collaborating with you, Callum, always a very enjoyable process. But then um, giving these scripted voiceovers, which, as you said, is quite a, a tiring experience reading from a script.
1: It is. Yeah, because you don't. um well, on here, it's quite colloquial, isn't it? We just sort of like say the first thing that comes into our heads usually.
0: Even though um, we give the illusion of all of this being scripted, we actually <laughs> just do this off the cuff. Always.
1: Um Whereas, yeah, the, the recording it was actually a written a written piece, wasn't it? And um, mm. it was like quite a, it was quite um, yeah, it was quite difficult to sort of um, to well to sort of speak, I suppose. Like I'm I'm struggling to speak now. <laughs> um,
0: well, I'm thinking that we'll both um immediately get offered some voiceover work off the back of it. That's my presumption. There is that they'll will we'll drop that piece Of media, I'm not describing exactly what it is just yet. Yeah, keep that teasing going, but mm. once those voices blasting through the speakers, we'll be doing the, the re release of Harry Potter audiobook in no time. <laughs>
1: I'm not convinced anyone will want to hear my voice on the Harry Potter recording, or maybe they will. Um, I don't know,
0: I wouldn't would rule yourself I out just yet, Colin. I believe in you. Um, well, thank you. Um, just back to the the theatre experience mm. obviously we're a film podcast but how would you say the theatrical experience against the cinematic experience differs what what did you get out of the theatre that you might not have done in the cinema well,
1: i feel like an actor on bbc radio 1 they always ask that don't they it's like yeah. oh do you prefer the stage or the or the, the film or the or the film the, the big screen yeah yeah the um i think you get slightly different things out of it don't you i mean in a film there's a sort of you can feel immersed in a film as much as you want to, but there is still a sort of like a a barrier there. And the barrier is the screen. Whereas in the theater, you're almost often the audience becomes part of the story. um, And those barriers are broken down. Like when the, when the, the woman, uh, when the old, the older character, sorry, who's playing, I can't remember her name now. um, She comes and sits in the audience with us. It's like, you're part of this viewing experience as, as the audience, but also, with the, the, the character in the play. Um, so it's quite a, an embodied experience. Yes, yeah.
0: beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And it's great to hear. And look, for, for all you listeners out there, we're not, as much as we love film and cinema, it's culture, isn't it, Callum? It's cultural creativity we're not, that binds we're not, it all Well, together. we're not
1: a two-man band, you know what I mean?
0: Like... <laughs> you know, we embrace everything, <laughs> and it's, it's great to hear that you're out there, Callum, in the theatre, and embracing culture and creativity well, in all of its forms. It was an
1: excuse to wear, I've got a purple red, a purple velvet um, blazer, which I, which is I, a joy I, I, enj- I enjoyed re- I enjoyed wearing, actually. It was very comfortable. Um, I wondered, I was like, so what does one wear to go to the theatre and just sort of wore the most obvious theatre-going outfit yeah. I had? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's,
0: it's a gimme, that, isn't it? It's a real gimme. Yeah,
1: that. I don't think I could have got away with um, going to the theatre in a Green Day T-shirt.
0: Or maybe I could have. I don't know. You
1: never know. Punk.
0: Yeah, next time. Give it a go depends on the play right <laughs> right that, that's enough of theater chat yeah uh, we believe it or not we've got a film to dive into so callum yep, please absolutely. would you head on and tell us what the film was and give a little summary of it
1: so um we watched uh, a music drama um written and directed by john carney called flora and son um it came out um this year actually um and it stars Eve Hewson, which I recently found out is Bono's daughter. Not that I want to sort of like just see her identity as Bono's daughter because she's a very talented actress in her own right. But it was just sort of a side note. Um, yeah, so Eve Eusen, uh, Jack Rayner, um, Oren Killen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, which is quite cool. I haven't seen him in anything for a while, actually. Um, but it follows the story of Flora, played by Hewson, who is living in Dublin and... Um, she has a son Max when she's 17 and he's a little bit rebellious and steals things and he gets caught by the police and is basically encouraged to find a hobby basically channel all this nervous energy that he's got into something um, to keep him out of trouble and um, he's very into he's into his electronic music um, but Flora on the way back from babysitting um. Recovers an old guitar from a skip and sort of like has it restored and gives it to her son, who at first rejects it, he's just not interested in it at all. So then she ends up learning the guitar with this uh, Los Angeles based teacher, who played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, and she learns the guitar incredibly quickly. Um, <laughs> I wish I could learn the guitar that quick, like, yeah, no, that's um, just
0: a natural learning path, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, but yeah, so she it's based on how I suppose how music can be a salvation, I suppose, and how music can sort of like be a bridge to sort of repair or sort of tap into a relationship um, that is either not there, broken or lost. Maybe I mean, her and her son don't get along at all; they're constantly arguing with each other. But then music is the thing that brings them together, which is quite nice. And music is the thing that sort of brings her together with uh, Jeff, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's the this, the Los Angeles-based uh, guitar teacher, um, uh, and eventually, f- uh, they all perform on stage and perform this sort of like song, which is supposed to be the sort of apotheosis of the um, of their sort of journey. I suppose, um, yeah, that's Florence and really. It's about the relationship between a mother and a son, and what that looks like, and how one approaches that, particularly when you. Have a child when you're not sort of mature enough to really understand who you are. I mean, there's so many references to her not necessarily understanding who she is, but wanting to sort of get out of Dublin and go and experience her her life because she has basically spent her entire life bringing up a child since she was 17. She came of age as her son came. It was coming is coming of age, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you, Carmen.
0: Wonderful as always. So yeah, Florence and Son straight away. I say a nice film. I felt good watching it, I felt good afterwards, and I enjoyed the experience. I do like a film that has a bit of a musical element, and I know it can be a bit naff, and to an extent, this was a little bit naff, but in a way that I really enjoyed, like, it wasn't the deepest of films, it didn't go into huge themes, and the musical element at times slightly cheesy, but I think that added to the whole premise of the film. And it was a very self-aware film, I think, that knew what it was. It wasn't madly long. It was quite tight. And it was a nice feel-good with a a, a touch upon a few themes of, as you say, Callum, of the connection via music, the young parents, and the struggle of parenthood, and finding your identity through different ways. But what I would say is that I did like that premise of the connection, how characters connect via music. And I think that is not necessarily just strictly saying music, but as as we were saying in the preamble, column, it's artistic things, artistic views on life, the the higher things of life rather than the drudgery of the day-to-day. And I like that message of it, is that Flora finds connection with her son via music in what initially very tense and hostile relationship with a lot of frustration on either side, but it's the music that brings them together and bonds them. The same with her and Jeff. Obviously, they're connected via the music that, uh, the guitar lessons that they have, but then the music they write together and her connection with the self. She feels very lost in her own identity in the early stages of the film, but it's only once she starts playing the guitar she realises she has the talent for songwriting, a great singer, and she can play the guitar, and obviously that leads to the connection with Jeff, but she finds herself very much in that, which leads to the conversation she has or the monologue she gives of basically saying she's not had time to explore her own identity as she had a child at 17. And yes, a little bit cliched, and yes, a little bit cheesy and pushes the boundaries a little bit of uh, accepting reality, as you say, Callum, especially as quickly as she learns guitar. But if you suspend some of those elements for a little while, I would like that message of when there's struggles in life or if you struggle to find your place in the world, it's actually those brighter, more beautiful things that bring us together. And the drudgery of day-to-day life is just the drudgery of day-to-day life that everyone experiences in some form or another. But if you can look to the purer, more beautiful things, then you can connect with people and actually find the bonds and learn more about yourself. Because I think with her character, what I liked is that she comes across as like quite outwardly confident and bold at the beginning of the film but it becomes clear that that's because she is quite insecure and frustrated with her own life and often that's how we play out our frustrations is like put them on other people or we put them on ourselves or our surrounding. But actually, if we allow ourselves to tap into something a bit deeper, that's when we can be a bit more raw and open. And I think this gives it, And yes, it does it in a way that's not unbelievably deep, but that's fine. Cause it's a nice film. It feels good. And I think it works on that front. So, like I said, my initial bit, nice enjoyable, and I think it's quite a good theme in there. What about you, Callum? You touched it, upon it in your intro there of what you think it goes down and the kind of feel it gives, but what was your overriding emotion of watching it?
1: I thought it was okay, you know, it's um, it's it's an, it's an okay film, you know, it's one of those things that you can sort of get off the shelf when you're... Yes. Um, when you're Callum's shelf of films yeah. that can be taken off it. Of. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's quite nice to sort of shelve it and then return to it um when you're just wanting to see something watch a movie that has no sense of jeopardy in it like i mean the i mean yeah. you know what i mean it's like it, it sort of like it parades this jeopardy in the movie and i use the word parade because it it does kind of do that i mean there's moments when um i mean the her child gets sent to juvenile prison because he steals too many things um and then he goes to prison a reformed youth um writes this sort of amazing song whilst he's in um, prison um, and then comes out and performs it at this local bar in Dublin with his mum and dad so music brings the family together Um it's all very really cliche,
0: and Jeff and Jeff's drummer via a video call. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which I would add—that's one of the moments you got to suspend reality a little bit on how good the tech setup is in that small pub amongst some people who've only just figured out how to do music.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, Jeff and his and his drummer. Are, um, also, I should be a I should be a, a guitar teacher online. I'm sorry, but like and have Joseph Gordon-Levitt's life. Just for context, he lives in this massive mansion that overlooks this stunning landscape in Los Angeles, and he teaches guitar for a living. Um, And there's no implication that he has any other job apart from the fact that he just teaches guitar online. For $20, $20, (laughs) for $20 an hour, he teaches guitar online. And the
0: platform must be taking some from that. Yeah, exactly. It's just
1: like... (laughs) 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 I was like, I should just just do that. you know and i've like he sits there with like night like hundreds of guitars behind him i say hundreds like three or four but like yeah,
0: i was doing the maths on that actually and it like he must be absolutely breaking his back on lessons every day to get in the position he is in in life well yeah
1: exactly um so there's, i mean joking aside i mean there is some cliche there what was i what was my original point jeopardy that was it there is jeopardy yeah. in it in the sense that you know um you don't know what's going to happen to her son You kind of do, I suppose. It's quite formulaic in some respects. Um, But there's... You know that everything is going to work out in the end. It's a Mm -hmm. feel-good movie. I mean, there's moments when they're sort of like performing the guitar together in the park and on the rooftop and it's all very nice. Um, That sounds sarcastic, but it's not supposed to be. Um, (laughs) It is nice. Um, And the performances are great. Um, I just... I mean,
0: I, where's the but? I feel there's a but. Well, it, it grapples
1: with some quite complex social issues, doesn't it? In the sense, that it just, does it grapple with them or does it just sort of say they're there and then they're solved immediately? I mean, there's the sort of, you know, having a child at the age of 17 with no support and then there's the sort of the kid who gets arrested and then goes to juvenile prison and then there's sort of the absent father and then there's the the, the mother not having any money if you were just to say that as a premise, you'd think, "Oh, wow, this is, this is a really dark movie. This is a dark film. Deals mm-hmm. with some quite challenging things." But that's there in the movie. But then it's all that—that's all goes away as a result of um, music, which I think is a really, really—it's um, a simple statement to make. But I—I I think you know there are some people that would argue that actually music can be salvation in some respects. I mean, for me, I'm not fully convinced by it. That's the last what I was looking for. I'm not convinced by. Yeah, okay. The movie itself, but that's not to say it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it, and it is, um, it is, it, it is fun to watch. And like I said, I'd probably get it off the shelf again when I'm feeling a bit sort of meh and I want cheering up. Um, but like, it's yeah, it's it it, it it you know it knows what it is and it doesn't it doesn't pretend to be anything else. Um, as we said off mic, like it knows that it knows that it's this sort of like formulaic feel good cliched movie, and it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't sort of parade as anything else, and which is why I think yeah. it works.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I was saying before, like I do like that element of the musical link and what it's saying about artistic stuff and looking at the beauty in life to gain connection. But I don't want to that too much because, as you said, like the bigger issues it throws in there, it does look at them in a very throwaway Yeah, throwaway, way. absolutely, just, yeah, yeah. It just quickly looks over them, which fine adds to the backstory a bit like you're saying with jeff talks about he was drunk when his child was being born and you've got the um obviously with the floor is and him going to juvenile uh detention and everything and broken marriages but they are it's almost light-heartedly mentioned which is fine for what it is but i don't think we can look at this film as Iconic on either the way it looks at themes, but even though it is great musically and i'll just I'll touch upon that in a minute. It's by no means an iconic musical film it's it is a feel good musical based mm. drama whereas but where you think there's a lot of those out there, whereas you're not gonna buy the album soundtrack to this, <laughs> whereas some make a really good statement of that, even though I do really like the song. I think the title is Meet in the Middle where they're on the they sing it on the roof. And no you're not a fan, yeah. of. but I loved it. And as che I mean, it was all quite cheesy the music in it, whether it be the rap music they put together or the uh, more acoustic y stuff that Flora's singing with Jeff is cheesy and I do like the film making technique of where they're on the video call and the camera pans round and then they're actually doing it, not doing it in real life but <laughs> singing it to each other in real life. It's a nice technique. It is cheesy, like don't get me wrong, but the film is a little bit cheesy. Um, in its intent as well and its execution but I like that and what I also like about that film is I think it sums up the sentiment of the film that I think I was referring to before the The premise of that f- song that they rewrite is maybe we should meet in the middle two of them live in separate worlds separate lives um, in different countries but they want to pursue the connection maybe we should meet somewhere and make that our home free from Um, the baggage and reality of what we exist already. And I'm not saying that everybody should go and move away from where they're from to go and find themselves. But what I like about that message is saying that you don't have to be bound to the identity that's been forced upon you throughout your whole life. You can realize who you are and what is meaningful to you and start your own home identity meaning within that whether that physically be that in the sense that this film is where they're suggesting in this song they meet up in a place that none of them are from and start their own life great but whether that is just on the individualistic level of flora exploring her own identity and then kind of drawing a line under what she feels about herself and her family and friends and and others I like that sentiment. And again, it's not unbelievably profound, but I don't think that we should bash a film for not being unbelievably profound if it's not trying to be. As I said at the beginning, it knows what it is. It's not professing to be anything ridiculous. It's just a nice feel-good with a little bit of a different take on um, the emotional element of it with music at the core. Mm. I'm in for it. It's good. It's good.
1: I I mean, for me, I think it's the uh, it's just the aesthetic of it for me just kind of doesn't really bring me in and this is a personal um uh critique not necessarily a critique of the film itself i mean um but for me personally i just don't really like the aesthetic of the film i don't how do you mean i don't like the i don't like the music um that they make, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I, I don't know for me. If if you're gonna say it for, for me, the music is quite important in this, particularly for a film that is like, um, it's one coherent thread is the fact that it is the music for me that has to be the strongest bit. Um, and for me, it just comes down to aesthetic and taste. I just don't, yeah, I get I that, and really I, but like
0: also it. like. It does come across as a lower-budget film in how it's done. Like I said, it feels like a blueprint that's been done similarly in other films before, obviously, the musical genre, but not even an out-and-out musical, but using original musical pieces within a film to drive it. This is what it's doing, but it does feel like a a stripped-back version on all fronts. Like, the film's not overly ambitious in what it's filming. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt probably had quite an easy ride on his role because most of this stuff is just delivered to camera as if he's on a video call. But also, the musical elements are, from my perspective, nice songs, mm. but again, it is like, oh, it's not really been loads put into this. But I suppose that's the point, and what they do well in this, knowing that they're not going to be an old singing, all dancing um, line-up and approach to everything... The film is based around people who are just getting into music or stripped back versions. Like It plays its hand nicely on that sense from a bit more of a boring pro- production perspective. And yes, it does lack a lot, and you're still not going to get to the, the top tier film level from that. But again, I'll come back to saying I think it knows what it is and, and does that pretty well.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, on that though, I mean, Joyce, I did read that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt really enjoyed making it because it gave him the opportunity to just play the guitar, something that he was all, that he could already do. Um, yeah. He was saying that in movies he's learned how to sort of fight and shoot and things like that, but mm-hmm. um, being able to play a guitar that he enjoys doing, he felt like it was quite seamless to him. Um, and how music can be incorporated into films, he quite liked that that premise of it. Um, yeah. I mean, it probably helped the fact that Apple bought it for $20 million. That also probably helped the reason why he liked making it. <laughs> the cynic in me. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, to bring bring it back to aesthetic and taste, I mean, I, I just don't particularly like that whole um, sort of, I don't even know what it is, sort of the whole white puffer jacket sort of, like, I don't even know what it is.
0: With Flora's son, yeah,
1: mean. like there's the scene when they're in the estate and they got and they got them. They're all sat on top of a, a Range Rover and they're all like wearing like lots of gold jewelry. Um, for me, that it's just not. I don't see anything to, to. I I was gonna say, I was gonna nearly say to quote Morrissey from The Smiths, but I'm not going to do that <laughs> um, because he is a very problematic figure, and I don't want anyone to I don't want anyone to cancel the podcast um but it's like to quote a lyric (laughs) it's like the music says nothing to me about my life um but on the other hand it says a lot to them about theirs which is the point of the movie isn't it so on the one hand taste and aesthetic for me is i don't i think it falls for me i don't like it for that reason but on the other hand because the music is it says something to them about their lives and their situation and their sort of trauma um i think it works um, I'm rambling a little bit, but my final point I'm gonna want to make is that the um the issues that it deals with, I just think it just skirts over them just a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's like the the setup of it, like in um, set in Dublin, and you know, it's very much focuses on like a working class setup. A De- more deprived yes. area they're in and things like that and no, it's kind of like that's a an, a setting for it to be in that works and you're like okay this adds to it all but it never really tackles the related themes around any of that we just say, it Which just I'm says gonna...
1: music can solve it I mean that's, that's 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 the premise of the movie isn't it Is it all ends nice and happy it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his drummer in a sun-drenched LA just like eh yeah.
0: you know um, fun fun exactly like, yeah fun,
1: fun. Um, you know it, it, it says that music can solve all those problems or at least not solve them but surpass them
0: um, yeah cool well let's get this wrapped up Let, Um let's. as I said at the beginning I'm gonna go back to a word that I use nice it's a nice film that I enjoyed absolutely with all sincerity it's a nice film that I enjoyed I did like the music And I liked the overriding message of it. But I agree with you, Callum, it lacked the depth and didn't really go into the themes that it threw in there, which the cynical side goes, it was just using those themes to add a bit more attempted depth at the film. And actually, if you're going to put any themes that have got a bit more to them in there, you need to actually tackle them. But the more optimistic side goes... No, it wasn't that type of film. It was going for this uplifting feel that had had a bit of like a gritty opening, but a little bit more of a different direction in. I like the story. As I said, I could relate to some of the messages, even though they're not too deep, but that connection with more beautiful, creative parts of life to make you find your own identity and connect with others. Great. Love that. But it's never going to reach those huge heights just I think because of the ambition of what it does and it is, you know, quite shallow in areas in in the depth that it offers. But, you know, I I would watch it again in a similar vein to that you've um, put out there, Callum. I'd go and grab it off your shelf (laughs) and watch it in a nice, you know, relaxed Sunday afternoon. But having said all of that, I'm giving it 6 out of 10. Callum, Marcus...
1: Yeah, I agree. Can I, can I, can I hear yours, please? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to give it a six out of ten as well, um, just because it it's a, it's an okay film. It doesn't it doesn't sort of like profess to be anything that it's not, which I quite like on the one hand. Um, but on the other, I wish it sort of like didn't just sort of skirt over those complex issues. I wish it had just sort of like gone into them a little bit. But then if it had, it would have been a different film anyway. So it, it, it it's it, it delivers exactly what it says it's going to deliver, which mm-hmm. it's you know I think it sounds like a very simple statement to make, but like a lot of films try and sort of say something more than what they're actually saying. Um, whereas yep. this just says what it has to say, and it's about how music can surpass um, a sort of fractured relationship. Six out of ten. Yep. I'd watch it again, maybe.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. (laughs) Well, put it on your shelf for now. There's no obligation for you to (laughs) to lift it off there. You know, I I like to see how that shelf develops um, over the years as well. It seems to be like if it's a six out of 10 film, it goes on that shelf.
1: I've got several shelves.
0: <laughs> okay. That's good. You're a real DIY it's man. <laughs> I'm not.
1: I remember when, I remember when I moved when I went moved out of my um house in, in Blackpool, I was like I tried to put some shelves up. It took me all day. Couldn't do it. I'd I love to... to see a time lapse vi- oh. video
0: of you putting your uh, you, your film shelf up. Well I had
1: to I, I, that's a youtuber and then some like really, really irritating sort of like white builder dude had all the gear and i and i had all the gear and no idea i basically inherited all my granddad's tools not a clue what to do with any of them It's so oh, what does this do
0: it's like did, did the shelf get put up in the end
1: um i i mean it's still there well that's probably there's not a lot on it just because it's yeah. I, yeah yeah
0: you won't risk something too heavy on there
1: well i tried to do the same thing tried to put a curtain rail up couldn't do that no. Like either. Let's get um Maybe
0: we need a side series here of Callum Learn's DIY. Well
1: it was when I was living with um living with Alex in Liverpool, I got um uh some guy was coming around to fit his wine rack. That's an insight into the circles that we move in, our friend has a wine rack. <laughs> there you go. Um but I tried to put a curtain rail up and just couldn't do it, and that's get the 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 wine guy to do it, which is hilarious. <laughs> The wine guy. Well, the the, the the handyman that fitted the wine rack. Very handy with drills and things. I was just like, I'll... Uh... But yeah, I sat and had a glass of wine whilst he put the... <laughs> Whilst he, put the, whilst he put the curtain rail up <laughs> What an image. But it's the, what an image it's it's what I say to all the kids I teach, it's it's the effort that counts. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. you do done you put enough effort in and you've got your reward well, by feeling good that you could get someone else in to do it.
1: Eventually though, you do have to actually have a finished product. <laughs> like, That's
0: true. That's true. Yeah. And um well, great to hear that anecdote, Callum. If yeah, you want yeah, any more yeah. DIY related anecdotes, please tune in to the next episode because I'm sure we'll have another one at some point. But until then, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining. As always, Callum, that was another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. We'll see you all later.